Read the Bible every day so you'll be full of faith. Welcome you to join Bible Links to read the entire Bible in two years. I believe God will bless you, He will lift you up, and your life will never be the same. Exodus chapter 39 From the blue and purple and scarlet yarns, they made finely woven garments for ministering in the holy place. They made the holy garments for Aaron, as the Lord had commanded Moses. He made the ephod of gold, blue and purple and scarlet yarns and fine twined linen, and they hammered out gold leaf, and he cut it into threads to work into the blue and purple and the scarlet yarns, and into the fine twined linen and skilled design. They made for the ephod attaching shoulder pieces, joined to it at its two edges, and the skillfully woven band on it was of one piece with it, and made like it of gold, blue, and purple, and scarlet yarns, and fine twined linen, as the Lord had commanded Moses. They made the onyx stones enclosed in settings of gold filigree, and engraved like the engravings of a signet, according to the names of the sons of Israel. And he set them on the shoulder pieces of the ephod to be stones of remembrance for the sons of Israel, as the Lord had commanded Moses. He made the breastpiece and skilled work in the style of the ephod of gold, blue, and purple, and scarlet yarns, and fine twined linen. It was square. They made the breastpiece doubled, a span its length and a span its breadth when doubled. And they set into it four rows of stones, a row of sardius, topaz, and carbuncle was the first row, and the second row an emerald, a sapphire, and a diamond, and the third row a jacinth, an agate, and an amethyst, and the fourth row a beryl, and an onyx, and a jasper. They were enclosed in the settings of gold filigree. There were twelve stones with their names according to the names of the sons of Israel. They were like signets, each engraved with its name for the twelve tribes, and they made on the breastpiece twisted chains like cords of pure gold. They made two settings of gold filigree and two gold rings, and put the two rings on the two edges of the breastpiece. And they put the two cords of the gold and the two rings at the edges of the breastpiece. They attached the two ends of the two cords to the two settings of filigree. Thus they attached it in front to the shoulder piece of the ephod. Then they made two gold rings and put them at the ends of the breastpiece, on its inside edge next to the ephod. Then they made two rings of gold and attached them in front of the lower part of the two shoulder pieces of the ephod, at its seam above the skillfully woven band of the ephod. And they bound the breastpiece by its rings, to the rings of the ephod with a lace of blue, so that it should lie on the skillfully woven band of the ephod, and that the breastpiece should not come loose from the ephod, as the Lord had commanded Moses. He also made the robe of the ephod woven all of blue, and the opening of the robe in it was like the opening in a garment, with a binding around the opening so that it might not tear. On the hem of the robe they made pomegranates of blue and purple and scarlet yarns and fine twined linen. They also made bells of pure gold, and put the bells between the pomegranates all around the hem of the robe between the pomegranates. A bell and a pomegranate, a bell and a pomegranate around the hem of the robe for ministering, as the Lord had commanded Moses. They also made the coats woven of fine linen for Aaron and his sons, and the turban of fine linen, and the capes of fine linen, 
and the linen undergarments of fine twine linen, and the sash of fine twine linen, and of blue and purple and scarlet yarns, embroidered with needlework as the Lord had commanded Moses. They made the plate of the holy crown of pure gold, and wrote on it an inscription, like the engraving of a signet, holy to the Lord, and they tied to it a cord of blue to fasten it on the turban above, as the Lord had commanded Moses. Thus all the work of the tabernacle of the tent of meeting was finished, and the people of Israel did according to all that the Lord had commanded Moses, so they did. Then they brought the tabernacle to Moses, the tent, and all its utensils, its hooks, its frames, its bars, its pillars, and its bases, the covering of tan ram skins, the goat skins, and the veil of the screen, the ark of the testimony with its poles and the mercy seat, the table with all its utensils and the bread of the presence, the lampstand of pure gold and its lamps with the lamps set and all its utensils and the oil for the light the gold altar, the anointing oil, and the fragrant incense, and the screen for the entrance of the tent, the bronze altar in its grating of bronze, its poles and all its utensils, the basin and its stand, the hangings into the court, its pillars and its bases, and the screen for the gate of the court, its cords and its pegs, and all the utensils for the service of the tabernacle for the tent of meeting, the finely worked garments for ministering in the holy place, the holy garments for Aaron the priest, and the garments of his sons for their service as priests. According to all that the Lord had commanded Moses, so the people of Israel had done all the work. And Moses saw all the work, and behold, they had done it, as the Lord had commanded, so had they done it. Then Moses blessed them. Exodus chapter 40 The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, on the first day of the first month you shall erect the tabernacle of the tent of meeting. You shall put in it the ark of the testimony, and you shall screen the ark with the veil. And you shall bring in the table, and arrange it. And you shall bring in the lampstand, and set up its lamps. And you shall put the golden altar for incense before the ark of the testimony, and set up the screen for the door of the tabernacle. You shall set the altar of burnt offering before the door of the tabernacle of the tent of meeting and place the basin between the tent of meeting and the altar, and put water in it. And you shall set up the court all around, and hang up the screen for the gate of the court. Then you shall take the anointing oil, and anoint the tabernacle, and all that is in it, and consecrate it in all its furniture, so that it may become holy. You shall anoint the altar of burnt offering, and all its utensils, and consecrate the altar so that the altar may become most holy. You shall also anoint the basin and its stand, and consecrate it. Then you shall bring Aaron and his sons to the entrance of the tent of beating, and shall wash them with water, and put on Aaron the holy garments. And you shall anoint him, and consecrate him, so that he may serve me as priest. You shall bring his sons also, and put coats on them, and anoint them as you anoint their father, that they may serve me as priests and their anointing shall admit them to a perpetual priesthood throughout their generations. This Moses did, according to all that the Lord had commanded him, so he did. In the first month in the second year, on the first day of the month, the tabernacle was erected. Moses erected the tabernacle. He laid its bases, and set up its frames, and put in its poles, and raised up its pillars. And he spread the tent over the tabernacle, and put the covering of the tent over it, 
as the Lord had commanded Moses. He took the testimony and put it into the ark, and put the poles on the ark and set the mercy seat above the ark. And he brought the ark into the tabernacle, and set up the veil of the screen, and screened the ark of the testimony as the Lord had commanded Moses. He put the table in the tent of meeting on the north side of the tabernacle, outside the veil, and arranged the bread on it before the Lord, as the Lord had commanded Moses. He put the lampstand in the tent of meeting, opposite the table on the south side of the tabernacle, and set up the lamps before the Lord, as the Lord had commanded Moses. He put the golden altar in the tent of meeting before the veil, and burnt fragrant incense on it, as the Lord had commanded Moses. He put in place the screen for the door of the tabernacle, and he set the altar, a burnt offering, at the entrance of the tabernacle of the tent of meeting, and offered on it the burnt offering and the grain offering, as the Lord had commanded Moses. He set the basin between the tent of meeting and the altar, and put water in it for washing, with which Moses and Aaron and his sons washed their hands and their feet. When they went into the tent of meeting, and when they approached the altar, they washed as the Lord had commanded Moses. And he erected the court around the tabernacle and the altar, and set up the screen at the gate of the court. So Moses finished the work. Then the cloud covered the tent of meeting, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And Moses was not able to enter the tent of meeting, because the cloud settled on it, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Throughout all their journeys, whenever the cloud was taken up from over the tabernacle, the people of Israel would set out. But if the cloud was not taken up, then they did not set out till the day that it was taken up. For the cloud of the Lord was on the tabernacle by day, and fire was in it by night, in the sight of all the house of Israel throughout all their journeys. The following is the English translation of Pastor Moe's teaching on the book of Exodus, chapter 39 to 40. Translated by Alvin Jing. Read the Bible every day so you will be full of faith. Okay, today let's look at Exodus chapter 39 and 40. Um, and in chapter 39, we are looking into the making of the garments of the priesthood, the holy garments of the high priest. Um, and what's interesting is that from verse 1 all the way to 31, um, the, it, it talks about the making of the uh, garments. And here it mentions seven times that Moses did according to what God has commanded. And then at the very end from 32 to 43 um, is the uh, completion of the tabernacle and the examination of the tent of meeting. It was mentioned three more times of the uh, uh, of that Moses did according to what God has commanded him to do. In total, the Lord talks about ten times of how Moses did according to the commandment of God. And when we take a deeper look of, look of the examination of the making of the garments, throughout the making of the clothes, God wants to impart beauty, glory upon human beings. The priestly garment is really not about the comfort of the person, according make, making according to personal desires. Therefore, when we're passing down the clothes from one generation to the next generation, we begin to understand Every single part of this cloth has a specific meaning. We talk about 
um, the the shoulder plates. It's it's the strengthening, carrying the lamb, and we're turning the breastplate of the ephod. You're carrying the needs of the people, off, uh, all the ways upon your heart. We put on the pants. The pants. You're covering the carnality and the ambition of people. We put on the uh, the crown of God, and that crown means holiness, complete holiness unto the Lord. And the whole garment is saturated with the oil of God. Every year, you're increasing this oil. This sprinkling of the blood on the ephod is talking about the cleansing of the blood of Jesus so that we can enter into the service. Seven times it has alliterated that Moses did according to what God has commanded. And the two people who are uh, um, making these garments, you, you realize that it's more than these two people, but a whole group of people who are working on this garment. And the difficulties of having a group of people making of the details of the garment, it, it will be a very difficult task. Everyone has to let go of their personal opinions. We have to do according to what God has commanded. Also, at the same time, we seek the Lord's wisdom. How can we impart the glory of God, the beauty of God upon the high priest? Beauty comes when we begin to meet the needs of God and the needs of people. I'm willing to be the medium. I'm willing to make intercession. I'm willing to bring petitions from the people of God to the Lord. That's why every precious gemstones on the ephod had is written uh, the Israelites' name. And we're talking about the golden threats. It's not just a normal thread. It's made of gold. Every part of it is talking about you understand the heart of God, then you can connect to one another. Because you know to un- you know the heart of God. You can strengthen uh, the people of God. You can make decision for the people of God. And so all these beauty you you can put upon your 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 body through the garments. It also speaks of you willing to take the responsibility of the people. So the Bible says seven times Moses did according to the Lord's command. This reminds us that when we serve God, we must submit under God's will. When people join um, the services at church, uh, they became a Christian. They entered a church. They wanted to start a new ministry. But have we asked ourselves, are we serving God based on a priestly uh, priestly calling? Are we doing and according to the beautiful garments that God has given us? It's a holy ministry. And this priestly ministry is about complete consecration unto God. Only in this place you can truly serve God. And so at the very end of the book of Exodus, you can see the repetitiveness of one thing. It's a constant reminder that we must humble and humble and become more humble before the Lord to seek God's will and desire. Yes, you have passion. Yes, you have creativity. Yes, you have giftings. Yes, you have resources. Yes, you have connections. However, all these things, when we come before the tabernacle of God, when we come before the throne of God, we must surrender them before the feet of Jesus. What you need is heavenly wisdom. What you need is the direction of the Holy Spirit so that you can do according to the what the Lord has commanded. And during this process, you begin to be, you begin to be imparted with 
heavenly revelation, and you become you be transformed by God's beauty, and there will be an increase of hunger, desire inside of your heart for the Lord. This beauty imparted to you is not for yourself, but it talks about the beauty of Christ are ex, are expressing, manifesting through your being, and that's why this uh, these verses are important. You start from verse one to ten. You see that whether it be uh, the two person that are working or or the corporate works of um, a group of people, it talks about um, it speaks of we as a group together. We need to come together to impart beauty upon the ministry. You know, you may come to church. You think hey, I'm a home group leader. I'm a, a head admin. Uh, maybe I'm a, I'm part of the pastoral team. I'm a part of a preaching staff. I'm part of the evangelistic work. We should come to the Lord and we ask God for this heavenly garment. Lord, would you help me to do ministry according to your will? Let it not be according to my wisdom, my experience. I want you to teach me step by step according to what you have commanded me. Seven means perfection, a completion of the teachings of the Lord. Even just a simple clothing, I, I'm not willing uh, to do it flippantly. Even we're talking about the shoulder plates carrying the burdens of the sheep. My ears will not listen to any voices. My hands, my feet, we will not do things, walk to places according to my own will. And when we bring the sacrifices, the wave offerings, it's talking about the my, my legs, my feet will walk a accordingly to your will i can offer up sin offering i can can offering burnt offerings peace offerings every offering is according to the will of god step by step we come near before the lord today as we apply the blood of jesus we can come with boldness before the throne of grace we ask for mercy we can ask for our time of need but that does not represent um that does not mean that we can come to him to ask for anything we have to come back to walk according to God's principle. Have we walked according to his Sabbath? How Have we put on the garments that he wanted us to put on? We want to do according to his beauty, his glory, his instruction. Have we become holiness unto the Lord? Then after all these things, then we can start serving the Lord. As we're entering into the, Le- Le- the book of Levi, Leviticus is speaking of a transition into after the preparation, then we can come into service unto God. If we don't truly understand the meaning of chapter 39, the process of making of the clothings, the delicacy of it, uh, we could talk, we think it's repetitive. Uh, line by line, step by step, may the Lord also do this work inside of us. Each time you're reading, each line you're reading, we're asking the Lord to change our lives so that he will do according to his will in our lives. May our service be pleasing before the Lord. Now let's look at verse 32 to 43. It's the same thing. The tent of the tabernacle is the, is, um, the tabernacle, the tent of meeting. And it also says that they all do did according to, the, to what the Lord had commanded Moses. So they brought all the furniture to be examined by Moses. So when Moses had finished examining all of the items, then Moses blessed them. 
The blessings that comes from authority and acknowledgement and covering is so important. Many times we want to start a ministry. We want to uh, join a ministry. We want to do, we think it's a very urgent and important uh, work of ministry. But we must remind, we must be reminded to live under covering. We ask our authority, is it, is it according to God's timing? We must be patient. As we walk in the blessings of God, we are walking under the covering and protection of God. You know, you said, oh, I've already done according to your will. Everything I've done is, is finished. What else? Why do we need an examination by the man of God? And why do we need the blessings of from authority? Do not despise the authority of God. Do not despise their covering and their blessing. And many times when you connect more with your authority, connect more with your pastor, connect more with your spiritual parents, then you realize the blessings of the Lord is that you will save a lot of mistakes. You will save a lot of uh, of time of making mistakes and doing things according to your will. Today, I want to encourage you. Pray one thing. Pray for one thing. That is, Lord, give me a heart to submit under authority so that I can receive a blessing from authority. In the ministry that I'm doing right now, in the works that I'm doing, help me to connect with my pastor. Help me to share more of what I'm doing with my spiritual parents. And the more you share about God's leadership in your life, the revelations you're getting from from your uh, from what from your ministry, even the convictions of the Holy Spirit, you 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 must treasure the blessings that comes from your authority. Chapter forty, we then begin to see an even more detailed order. That is the erection of the tabernacle. There are three orders here. First one is. The order of God's revelation is what God desires to do. Number two is the order of construction or the building. That's that's what 40 is talking about, the erection of the tabernacle. These three orders are different. Number one is is God's heart to, con- to come near to God. Number two is man's, man's path to God. Number three is the path of serving God. In under God's glory and presence, it, it, the strategy of it, the understanding of it, and so the chapter forty is talking about the third, the third order. And here it says the first day of the first month, you shall set at the tabernacle of the tent of meetings. And Moses went went to the mountain for two sets of forty days. And we believe that the beginning of the building of the tabernacle is the beginning of June. After Moses have examined all the item and blessed, then Moses waiting for the erection of the tabernacle. You know, yet it, it's it's we don't just do things according to our convenience. You know, everything is done. Let's put them together now. No, even when putting things together has to do according to God's order. You know, when we started out to be a new believer, following the Lord step by step. Um, First of all, Moses is is very careful about the timing of God. Whenever God instructed him to 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 do see, because the Lord told Moses on the first day of the first month, that means he had to wait a period of time to in order to work to 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 put things together. From verse three to verse fifteen, you begin to see how the Lord um, uh, built things together, anointed things, and 
cleansing of the bodies, anoint of the priests and put on the garments, and then uh, order of the Father and then the sons. And generationally, there will be priesthood unto God. All these things are completed, yet you have to wait for the timing of God. Sometimes you think you feel you have all the resources, you have all the pieces right, but you've not waited for the timings of God. When we pray about starting a ministry uh, or planting a church or um, or an ordination of a, a young person to be a to be a leader in the church, stepping into full-time ministry, perhaps stepping into uh, a, a, a special role. But have we waited on the timings of God? We cannot do things according to man's way. We have to ask the Lord, when do we start? Teach us. Let us not be impatient. Let us not do things according to our own will. Verse 10, we see Moses once again did everything according to God's command. So the workers that also have to do according to what God says, the timing of the erection of the the tabernacle. Today, I encourage you to also ask for your ministry, for the timing, for the right timing. And even uh, when you're managing your family or your home groups or your church, we also must ask the Lord, what is his will? When do we start? Teach me. Teach my sons and daughters to know you more. So we have enough resource. Do you have the right human resources? When do we start? Don't don't think don't be afraid of inconvenience. Don't be afraid to pray and ask and wait upon the Lord. And even waiting for God's confirmation. God's timing will will never be too late. If you walk according to God's timing, even if you feel it, you're delayed. But according to God's timing is the perfect timing. You know, they've waited for such a long time at Mount Sinai. It's a long time. They have to build things. And the Bible never talked about the invasion of, of Egyptians or other foreign nations. How could they f- focus on this one thing before the Lord? Have you seen this? When we pour out all of our hearts fully to support the, the, the timings of God... God will begin to take care of your life and protect you from all attacks. God will take away all the unnecessary uh, distraction and attacks from the enemy. When you study the Torah, at the beginning we see the attack of the Amalekites. That's when uh, the the people of God become more and more mature. But after that, you don't see the attacks of Amalekites and the Egyptians' attacks. All the foreign nations suddenly become silent. These are only slaves that came out from Exodus. They have gold. They have all these resources. They have lambs and oxen. And they're in the wilderness in Sinai. Who are there to protect them? It is God himself. As you focus to serve the Lord, you also realize all the difficulties, all the attacks of the enemy will be seized. You go to um, verse 33 right now. It says that uh, every little detail of erection of the temple, whether it be of the uh, of uh, the, the tabernacle, the, the incense, the assembling of all the furniture, Everything is also according to the Lord's will. And here you says also three more times it says that Moses did according to what God has commanded. Once again, it's emphasizing the importance of doing it according to God's will. Every step of the way, you need to stop 
and seek God's will. Every step, you wait upon him. Every step, you seek him and worship and praise him. You kept asking the Lord. You keep asking Jesus for his timing and his help. This is how the church will have power, how the people of God can walk in protection and fully manifest God's glory. This is the strategy here. And then you see that as uh, verse 33, the tabernacle, the, the Lord has um, finished the whole tabernacle and hung the string of the court gate. Finally, it was finished. Then what happened was the cloud covered the tabernacle. The glory of the Lord filled the temple. Now, even Moses was not able to enter into the tabernacle of meeting because the Lord's glory filled the tabernacle. You see, if you do exactly according to God's will and according to God's timing, you'll begin to see the results of 34 and 35, 36. You'll begin to see the glory of God being revealed within the church. We don't want just want to see uh, the ministry went on very smoothly. We want to see the power of God being displayed, the glory of God being displayed. And that will be determined if we're doing according to God's will and his timing. And we say, Lord, may your glory shine forth in my family, in my life, in your church. Verse 35, it says that Moses was not able to enter into the tabernacle. Of course, it's because the glory of God was too great that Moses couldn't enter. But don't forget that Moses was on the mountaintop. He saw God's back. He he was so filled with God's glory. He could speak face to face before the Lord. How come in verse 35, Moses was not able to enter the tabernacle? Because even then, Moses had to follow the order of God. From this point on, only, uh, only um, the high priest may enter into the Holy of Holies. You know, Moses, even though Moses, even though he was the leader, but he was not the priest. He could not enter in. Everything has an order and protocol. When the Lord began to build the tabernacle, operate by the tabernacle, Moses has to come under the the um, protocol. You see, even the, the finish of Aholiab and Elisamach, that none of them can touch the tabernacle anymore. After they finish, they can't enter into the tabernacle because now... Everybody has to come into order. 35 reminds us to be very careful. Even till verse 38, and the cloud of the Lord was above the tabernacle by day. When when um, when the cloud was taken up, they would journey. But when the cloud stayed, they all stayed. Everybody will walk according to the glory of God. And they have fire by night, cloud by day throughout all their journey. Why do we talk about cloud by day, fire by night? Cloud is cloud is not just like a pillar. It, it means that when, when they're walking, in, uh, the, the whole nation of Israel, when they're walking in the wilderness, it, it's, it, they, they spread forth like a very, they stretch forth like a, like a thin, uh, um, thin line. And when we talk about cloud by day, is the cloud that covers them over over the sky that covered them from the heat of the day but at nighttime there's this this uh f cloud of like a fire at the night and there's a covering of like like a fire like a pillar of fire like a covering of fire all over the people in disguise and it was it was like a natural heat heating pad heater over the people of god 
So all the cool air, all the coldness of the night will not touch the people. So people must learn the timing of God. Some of them cannot enter the tabernacle. Only the priest can enter. Moses needed to be going to observe the moving of the of the cloud. Mo, Mo, Moses does, is not in control now. Now people will walk according to the cloud. If the cloud go up, then all of us will follow. When the clouds state, everybody will see it. So this is what we should pray. Lord, help me. Help me to walk according to your order in my life, in my ministry. Help me to do according to your heart. Not just do according to my 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 feelings. Not just look into unto the leader like the people look to Moses. But we need to see the clouds as well. Lord, I pray also for my flocks, the people that I've taken care of, my family. All of may you open their eyes that all of them can see the cloud of glory, and they could feel the the heat of that fire, the warmth of your presence that they could also feel it in the night. But the coolness that the the cov the covering that comes from the glory, Lord, may all of us feel it. And don't think that you're the only leadership that no one knows the leading of God. But no, we ought to come together to know the will of God together, and we can all examine the will of God together. So today, in our day and age, we shall see the Lord's leadership step by step leading His church's body into their journey. So as leaders, as spiritual parents, we also need to remind ourselves daily, may your leadership over my life, may the workings of my life give me wisdom. So, so the people that I'm overseeing, my flocks and the people that under under me, they can also learn that. They can also understand your heart. Exodus start from uh, a low place of bondage of persecution. But now we see that they begin to walk into the journey, walk into the wilderness. They become a people of service. They're stepping into the path, into journey into the promised land. May the Lord teach us now how to enter into service. Dear families, we hope that you enjoy the Bible race as much as we do. If you are willing to volunteer to translate the original Chinese teaching into English or assist with video editing, please email service at 360sunrise.com. Thank you. Mm-hmm.